Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan Gwilliam, your host, and today I'm joined by Adam Witte. Adam is the CEO and founder of Advantage Forbes Books. He's built his company into one of the largest book publishers in America, serving more than 2,000 members in 47 U.S. states and 22 countries. Adam is a sought-after speaker, teacher, and consultant on marketing and business growth techniques for entrepreneurs and authors. He's also the author of eight books, including Authority Marketing. In today's episode, we're going to dive into his book and discuss the seven pillars of authority marketing. We'll cover the following key takeaways. Number one, consumers seek out experts and leaders to counsel, educate, and advise them to make better decisions. Authority marketing is about systematically positioning ourselves or our company as a thought leader so we can better help our customers. Number two, we can create omnipresence by creating and publishing brand content in places our customers are. Number three, as the author of content, you create credibility for yourself as an expert. Number four, our customers don't likely believe what we say about ourselves. They're much more likely to believe what other people say about us. Number five, one of the most effective ways to get clients and customers for our business is by speaking. Number six, the best customer is the one that is seeking information. Number seven, not only do events create massive credibility and authority, it's also a very effective way to sell, influence, and grow our businesses. Number eight, we should be willing to pay more for top talent early on in our businesses. There is opportunity in buying an existing business and making it better. Super excited to have you on the show today, Adam. Nathan, what a great pleasure to be with you. It's uh, the Burger King introduction, one whopper after another. I don't think uh, I don't think my mother would believe that was her son if she listened. <laughs> Can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? Oh man, something that I am super passionate about. I'm really passionate about entrepreneurship and seeing entrepreneurs start and scale businesses success- successfully. And within that, there's a lot. What I'm most passionate about is helping entrepreneurs create a story, a message that they can share with the world that ultimately can make the cash register ring. You know, the the reason most businesses don't succeed and scale is because they can't make the cash register ring enough. And I've always believed, Nathan, getting a customer is the hardest thing there is in business. And so I've really spent a good bit of my career helping entrepreneurs better market themselves and their businesses to make that cash register ring uh, more often. Can you share with me one of the greatest home runs you've hit in your career? Well, I'll first start by saying when I look back at my career to this point, you know, I don't feel like there's any home runs at all. Now, everybody else would probably look at me and say that's not true, but I hold myself to a standard and and I think this is something that a lot of people that really are ambitious and striving for success, you know, you don't feel like you've ever made it because whenever you think you have made it, that's when you start to go back downhill. And so uh, I think that my greatest home run is still well out into the future. Uh, But what I will say is uh, I've owned and operated a number of businesses in my career. uh, And one of them, uh, which was recently sold, 
Uh, I purchased the company for no money down. And uh, I financed the purchase off of cash flows that the business generated internally and sold the business for a substantial profit some, some three years later. And there was certainly work put into it. But to be able to do that without taking a single dollar out of your pocket, uh, man, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Can you share with us one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what you learned from it? I'll tell you my greatest mistake. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake. And that is we don't hire high enough talented people early enough in our business. And I'll give you this story. When you're starting a business, when you're trying to scale a business, it's a lot of work. And at least initially, most of that hard work falls on your shoulders, the entrepreneur. But as you scale, there just isn't enough time in the day, in the week, in the month for you to do it all. And so you've got to start bringing together a team of people to help make your vision a reality. And the one thing that I've learned the hard way is I would always rather hire one person that makes $80,000 than two people that make $40,000. But most people, look, we're, we're in startup mode every dollar that we take out of our pocket to hire someone or to compensate someone is a dollar we don't have to use for the business or for ourselves to pay ourselves. And so we make the mistake of not hiring the very best people and not paying top dollar to get the very best people early enough. Uh, in, in other ways of saying it, we're, we're frugal. Sometimes we can be kind of cheap. And you're not getting the highest quality people, and that keeps your business held back. So the greatest lesson that I've learned, the greatest mistake that I've made, is I haven't been willing to pay top dollar for the right people early enough in my career. I had to learn it the hard way. And had I learned it earlier on, man, I'd probably be five to 10 years further ahead than I am right now. What is the best monetization secret or strategy you could share with Monetization Nation? Yeah, so this is not going to be something that anybody expects, and it's going to be a bit out of left field. Uh, most people think that the way to riches and success are to start a business. And starting a business from scratch is a really hard process. There's a lot of potholes and alligators along the way. I believe the great monetization opportunity of our time are the aging and retiring baby boomers who are current business owners that have no one obvious to sell or transfer their business to. The greatest number of businesses that will change ownership in the next 10 years, it's the highest amount ever in human recorded history. And while most young people or new entrepreneurs are thinking, how do I start a business from scratch? I think the real opportunity is to go out and buy an existing business and make it a whole lot better. What do you feel is the biggest tectonic shift that is transforming the business landscape today? You know, I think it is uh, the mass movement away from commercial advertising to content advertising and content and, and educational marketing, right? 
So we are bombarded as consumers with very overt commercial messages, buy this, here's a sale, use this coupon to buy that. And I believe that, that savvy consumers and the consumers that have the most money to spend, which is where the highest amount of profit will land for the, the company that's serving those customers, those people are looking at their purchase decisions, not by looking at an ad and taking action as a result of it, but looking for a solution to a problem, seeking out information and education to help them solve that problem, and then putting faith and trust in the educator that's giving them answers to their sought after questions. So the tectonic shift, it's a marketing shift, and it is really authority marketing, credibility marketing, education marketing that is going to overtake traditional mass advertising in many, many categories. So true. One of the big tectonic shifts that I talk a lot about on the show is credibility marketing. Uh, instead of the business communicating to the world why they're so awesome in their in their own words, uh, finding much more credible sources to communicate that message through influencers or through word of mouth marketing or through uh, reviews, those kinds of, of more credible third-party sources. What can you share with us? Any stories or, or strategies about credibility marketing? Yeah. So, so the first thing that I'll say is, is credibility marketing and authority marketing, they're, they're like, you know, twin brothers or twin sisters in the sense that they really, they're not quite the exact same thing, but they support each other and they build upon, build upon each other. And, and authority marketing is this, this big idea that um, consumers seek out experts and leaders to counsel them, to advise them, to educate them, to make better decisions. And the big idea here is that you as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, can strategically position yourself or you can strategically position your company to be seen as a thought leader and an expert on that topic in that category, right? Uh, one of the things we say, and, and I say it tongue in cheek, but it's very true. Authority can be manufactured. Now, you've got to know your stuff. I'm not talking about fake authority in which you have no idea what you're talking about and you're just faking it. What I'm saying is that there are so many people and so many businesses that have so much expertise and they don't tell anybody about it. And so telling people about it is something that should be done very strategically and very systematically to uh, result in an outcome that you, the entrepreneur, you, the business want. And that's what authority marketing really is. It's strategically, it's systematically positioning yourself or your company as a thought leader and an expert in your category. And, and there's multiple pillars that make up authority marketing, which we can certainly go into if you want, that can help you uh, achieve that outcome. Yeah, let's let's dive into that. Let's talk about those seven pillars of authority marketing. Yeah, so uh, these are first and foremost in no particular order. Every person, every brand is going to find the mix and match of pillars that help them get to where they want to go and are within their sweet spot of what they're comfortable with. 
Okay. But one of them that I'll start with is, is branding and omnipresence. And omnipresence is kind of being uh, everywhere that you look. And people and brands that seem like they're everywhere you go and everywhere you look, uh, a lot of that is very intentional. And you can create that omnipresence yourself. Uh, you do that through content that you create and that you publish. And we'll talk more about content marketing in just a minute. You do that by building a digital strategy of how you're going to communicate online through your own website, through social media, uh, through retargeting is a fabulous way to create omnipresence where you're showing up after people visit you once. They keep seeing you time and time again. Uh, we're going to talk about PR and media. That's another way to build omnipresence because people, of course, see and hear about you quoted in other places, right? So building your digital footprint and creating an omnipresent brand is number one. The question I would ask you, Nathan, and when I ask it to you, I'm really asking your listeners and your viewers of this podcast. If I Google your name, am I going to have to pack a lunch? And it's a tongue-in-cheek rhetorical question. But here's the deal. If when I type your name into Google, I don't find so much about you that I'm going to get hungry as I'm reading through it all and wish I had a lunch with me, then, then you're missing the boat, right? Google is the top way, Amazon's number two, that people begin an education or a buying journey. And so if they type your name, your company's name, or a certain product or service that you offer into Google, and there isn't a high level of relevancy online to who you are and what you do, they're immediately going to someone else and you're missing that opportunity. And that's why creating an omnipresent brand is so important and it has to be done intentionally. It doesn't just happen randomly. So that's the, the first pillar that I'll talk about. I love it. Keep going. Will you talk through the others? I'd love to hear about all of them. Yeah. So, so from branding and omnipresence, uh, we go to content marketing and content marketing is simple. It's sharing what you know with other people. Uh, that doesn't mean you're lecturing them. That means you're sharing with them. And how do you share what you know with other people? A lot of different ways to do it. You can write and publish a book. You can author a blog. You can create a podcast. You can write articles or special reports. You can publish a newsletter. Uh, you can create videos that are distributed on YouTube or on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, you can create content through all of the different social media platforms. All of those things are creating content and sharing that content with other people. Why is content creation so important? Number one, you as the author of that content, you create credibility for yourself as an expert because you're the author of the content. Number two, today more than ever, all of that content is published online, it's indexed and it's searchable. So it makes you more relevant and discoverable online, a very, very important thing. The third and final thing is that a customer or consumer of your company, your product, your service, the more of your content that they consume, uh, the more pre-sold, pre-framed, more compliant of a customer they become of yours, 
and the more likely they are to buy. So for all of those reasons and many, many more, you should be a prodigious creator of content uh, on your topic and on, on the subject matter that you know a lot about. Number three, uh, PR and media, right? People don't believe what you say about yourself, but they, should, they, they sure do believe what other people say about you. It's really simple, right? So getting other people talking about you is important, especially when those other people are credible sources that are newspapers, radio stations, magazines, TV shows, when they're interviewing you as a guest, when they're asking you to contribute your content to their show, to their publication, it builds your credibility. There's that word again. Uh, and it builds your authority, right? And again, every time that you're mentioned online through a newspaper, a magazine, a blog, every time you're on radio, every time you're on television, all of that content is now cataloged online and it makes you more searchable and it makes you more discoverable. So really, really important. Number four, speaking, right? Uh, so how do you communicate your knowledge with others? You can write about it or you can speak about it. And that speaking can come in person. It can come virtually. And speaking, when, when you're on a platform speaking to other people, uh, it creates credibility and authority that is bigger and better than anything else that you can possibly do. And again, today more than ever, most of that speaking is recorded and archived and in many ways and times transcribed online. So creating more relevance, creating more discoverability. And certainly every time I speak, I have a line of people after I speak that want to meet me. And specifically, a number of them will give me their card and say, you know, I really need what your company does. Uh, when you get back to the office, will you have somebody call me? It's one of the most effective ways to get clients and customers for your business is speaking. Uh, lead generation, a big part of uh, authority marketing, right? Using your authority status, using your expertise to generate leads and get people uh, into your funnel. Uh, we believe in Advantage Forbes Books that the best customer is the one that's seeking information, not the one that's seeking a coupon or a buy now button. They want to educate themselves. They want to make themselves a better customer. They want to make themselves a better patient. Uh, and they're seeking out your information to learn from you. That's the best starting point that a customer journey can begin with. And using authority marketing to really drive your lead generation in quantity and quality of prospects is important. The more credibility you have, the more authority you have, the easier it is to generate high quality customers for your business. And that all starts with, with lead generation. Um, and then finally, events. Uh, events are a great way to build authority, to build credibility. Uh, when you put on an event, when you have people traveling from all over the world to come see, listen, and learn from you, uh, not only does that create massive credibility and authority, but it's a very effective way to sell. It's a very effective way to influence, and it's a very effective way 
to grow your business. Thank you so much, Adam, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Adam, you can find him on LinkedIn or Facebook or check out his website at adamwitty.com. And there's links to each of these sites in the blog post for this episode on our site. You can also get my free ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I wish you success in your authority marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.